Good morning and welcome to worship at the Sidman Methodist Church, both in person and online. If you will st uh, stand for the lighting of the candles, followed by our hymn. Number 26, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Thank you. 
There are no Sidman specific announcements. However, on Friday, uh, February 2nd, there's a youth gathering sponsored by the Forest Hills Ministerium at St. Michael's Fire Hall at 6 p.m. On uh, that Sunday, the 4th, there will be Holy Communion, followed by Bible study on Monday, the 5th, at 7 p.m. at Beaverdale. Also at Beaverdale, or also at Dunlow, on the 6th is a Bible study at 11.30. Saturday, February 10th, is a soup and bake sale at Beaverdale from 9 to 11. And on Sunday the 11th, there's a pulp pulpit exchange Sunday. The guest speaker will be Reverend Daryl Penrod, and Reverend Bruce will be visiting South Fork UMC. And Ash Wednesday on February 14th will be at Dunlow at 6.30 p.m. And then into March, the Forest Hills Ministerium Lenten service will be at Sidman at 6 p.m. And are there any other announcements? I have uh, two. There's an order form in the back for, uh, what's it for now? It's for a chili and turkey noodle uh, for, uh, at the Dunlow sponsoring. So it's in the back if you're interested to uh, fill, it, fill it out. And the other announcement is uh, Camp Allegheny is looking for a full-time maintenance director. Anybody interested, let me know and we'll give you the contact uh, information. That's uh, all I have. Okay, if you will stand and join in the affirmation of faith, which is uh, Psalm 62, verses 5 through 12, in the Pew Bible 494 or on the screen. <clears throat> yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people, for God is our refuge. For God is our refuge. Surely the lowborn are but a breath, the highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not oh, set your heart upon them. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God. And with you, Lord, is unfailing love, and you reward everyone according to what they have done. You may be seated, and the children can come forward for the children's message. Good morning. How are we today? I couldn't find what I wanted. I, since I moved, I can't find anything. And it's been three years now. I can't find what I wanted to uh, use for today. Uh, so I always have this book at home. I want to read to you about Jesus choosing his helpers, his disciples. The sermon today is, is on that. So maybe this will give you a different uh, look, look at things. Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee. Now you have to listen in the sermon as to why he walked by the Sea of Galilee. I'm not going to tell you now. He saw fishermen throwing big fishing nets into the water. Jesus called, Peter, Andrew, come, follow me. I'll teach you how to tell people about God. The two men gladly went with Jesus. They left everything behind, just like that. Jesus walked down the shore. He saw two other fishermen in a boat. James and John, Jesus called. Come with me. 
James and John also went with Jesus. Now Jesus had four helpers. They were, they were brothers, two sets of brothers. Later, Jesus saw a man named Matthew. Matthew was working, collecting money. He was a tax collector. He was hated by everybody because he was collecting taxes for the Roman government. Follow me, Matthew, said Jesus. Matthew got up and went with Jesus. Now Jesus had five friends to help him. How many did he end up with? Five. That was more than five. Jesus asked more people to follow him. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and finally, what comes after eleven? Twelve, yes. He had twelve helpers, the twelve disciples. Jesus taught his twelve helpers many things about God's love. Jesus' helpers told other people what they had learned about God's love. He had twelve disciples. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, about the 12 disciples? Well, let me pray for you. Is that okay? Our gracious God, we thank you for the young people who are here with us this morning. We ask that you be with them and protect them and guide them in their path of their, their, their path of, in, in, in faith. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and all three of us said, Amen. Like we do when we, what else do we do that together? What's that for? What are we up there for? The money. The money. <laughs> we politely say the offertory. But it's the money. Oh, look at all the choices today. Oh, I have a fine time when I come in looking for what I want. Well, there's my helper. Let us pray. We believe, all-powerful and wise Lord, that you arrange and direct all things, even the small and the unpleasant things, to the increase of your honor and to the good of those who love you. Please teach us to trust your goodness and accept your choices for us. Even when we cannot understand the choices, Keep our hearts fixed on you. Let us do in everything what pleases you and then, in full surrender to your wisdom, leave the outcome entirely to you. Dear Lord, we come before you this morning in this atmosphere of, of prayer to raise our voices to you, to express what's on our hearts, minds, and spirits. We offer prayers for the well-being and safety of our country, our community, and our church. Keep us safe and protected from the many evil forces that are around us. We pray for the safety and well-being of our youth. Guide them and protect them and let us continue to encourage them on their walk of faith. We pray for the unsaved, the unbelievers, those who haven't found their way yet. We ask that they see the light on their wayward ways so they may be saved before it's too late. We ask for forgiveness for our waywardness for choosing to go our way instead of following your way. We pray for the good health and well-being of all the churches and all the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. 
Please keep them free from any harm that may be lingering around their lives. We pray for those who protect us from harm, members of law enforcement, the military, First Lieutenant Carl Smith, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, and health professionals. We pray for Russell and Carly. Carly's at the hospital now, expecting to deliver at any moment. Uh, Annette may get a, a call before the service is, uh, is over. Uh, so we pray for, for both of them and for the new baby that is about to be, about to be born. We pray for Tom and Roseanne Burkett for, the, for, the, for their lives. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that came to the people, the people's hearts, minds, or spirits while we were praying, let them, let them say those names out loud now. Dear Lord, let us bring our time of prayer to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, I'm still waiting for, uh, oh, Dalton's here, good, uh, for uh, more of the 20, 24 leaders to be present before we uh, recognize them. Although I do want to take this time to, to recognize uh, two people. Uh, Matt, Matt was the lay leader for 25 years. And we have a new lay leader. Patty's coming in and is going to be the new lay leader. And uh, Tiffany, at the end of the school year, is retiring from the, uh, the, the youth group. So we need somebody who will help with the, uh, with the youth, youth group. If we can get somebody who, who will help, the other person will do it. We'll do it. So how about a round of applause for those two for their 25 years of service? Thank both of you very much for your, for your length of, uh, of service. That's a long time, 25 years, a quarter of a century. Okay, we do our, uh, our favorite hymn. Yeah. Does anyone have a favorite hymn they want to offer? 102. 103? 102. 102.
Gracious God, we come before you this morning by presenting these tithes, gifts, and offerings uh, for the young people of our, of our church. We thank you for their presence here. We thank you for them. And uh, we thank you for the, 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 uh, the, the tithes and gifts and offerings that have come from the members of this, of this congregation. We thank you for all of that because it helped with the support of the church here in Sydney and with spreading your word around the area. We pray all of us in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend, and we three said, Amen. Please be seated. Uh, we find today that we're in the book of Mark. Mark 1, first chapter of Mark, verses 14 through 20. 14 through 20. After John, John the Baptist, was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him, meaning Jesus. 
The words of God for the people of God. Good. Uh, let's see, what is this? I call this a moment to act. We're all given these moments. Whether we take advantage of them is something else. These, there are two sets of brothers, and they had a moment in which to act. Their opportunity may have come back, and it may not. Sometimes when God asks, asks us to do something, and we don't, we don't do it, he may come back and ask us later on in life. One year, 10 years, 20 years, who knows? But he may come back and give us that opportunity again, since we passed it by the first time. Now, why were they chosen? Why were these brothers, these new, new followers of Jesus, chosen around the Sea of Galilee and not in the city streets? It's obvious. <laughs> then why not? Because water means life. And that's where Jesus went. The moment I read this, water represents life, it's like I, got a, I, I, I was born and raised by the water. And I lived by the water. And uh, when I was in Greensburg, I'd always walk around Twin Lakes. Twin Lakes mean two lakes, upper, lower lake, lake. And they would always, in the snow, they would plow it, and I would, I would walk around it. But since coming out here, I haven't been around water. So it's on Friday, well, well, after, before I go to Beaverdale, I'm going to up Blue Knob, up the road there. And there's a uh, reservoir on the left. I was going to pull into the parking lot and walk out to the water. Well, the parking lot's not plowed. So that ruined that. So I came back, and where did I end up going? Back here, to the street, to the crick. I learned to say crick, not creek, but crick. And boy, was it wide. Oh, I've never seen it that wide before. And high. And the water was just coming on like, oh, it, it was amazing to see it. And it was, it's like, no, I don't want to go there. What am I going to see when I go back there? A little creek. The little creek is almost like the, when there's a little water like the Jordan River. And this was massive, all the way from where I could see from one end to the other end. It was this wide, it was as wide as it could possibly be without overflowing onto the, uh, to the shore. Uh, just to uh, bring the water back into, uh, into my life. Jesus comes to the Sea of Galilee to find life for his message that he was bringing from heaven. There are similarities between fishing for food and fishing for people. Fishing for food provides food for the body. Fishing for people provides food for God's body, the church. Fishing for food provides nourishment for the health of, of the body. Fishing for people provides nourishment for the church with new members. New members. It takes a moment to act in, in first accepting Christ. Then it takes a lifetime to become a Christian. What are you doing with that? It's not a magnifying glass. Oh, it's Santa Claus, jeez. Now, if it was a picture of Jesus, you know, we would do, but Santa Claus. You can have Santa Claus. 
It looks like he's lining me up to do something. It only takes a moment to act in first accepting Christ. Then it takes a lifetime to become a Christian. The good news Jesus brought was based on six themes. Truth, hope, peace, promise, immortality, and salvation. Truth. By his coming, people knew what God was like. Hope. His coming brought hope to the people living without hope. We've had hope for the last 2,000 years. Before he was born, there was no hope in the world. Peace. Peace will find peace through Christ. Promise. Through Christ, people will find that God is more ready to give than we are to ask. We have somebody who's very, very willing to give. The trouble is, we don't ask. Immortality. Jesus brought good news that there was another life after this one that we have on earth. There's another life we're all working towards, or should be working towards. And salvation. Christ frees us from the penalty of our sins. We no longer have to suffer. If you suffer from your sins, it's because you haven't asked God, Jesus Christ, to forgive you. And he does right away. The problem is we hold on to our sins and beat ourselves up because of that. When they were forgiven. Ten years ago, twenty years ago, whatever. Yesterday. You're forgiven. All you have to do is ask. This scene, oh I like this one. This scene shows that obedience isn't strengthened by faith. Faith. Faith is strengthened by obedience. Now you see why I stress the word obedience. Obey. Where's he going now? I'll throw the lollipop away. Oh, okay. No more lollipop, huh? And lucky for you, we can't get you on camera. Oh, I got another lollipop. Jeez. To be a faithful disciple, we must always follow Christ. We may question him and stray from him, but we never should stop following him. When we have a problem with him, with Christ or God, we stop following them. If we don't want to do, if we don't want to obey his instructions that he's giving us, we stop following him. He doesn't stop following us. We stop following him. He's still there. All I have to do is ask for him to come back and he's there. Just like the first four disciples, none of us are called to Christ's service because of our own talents. That's got nothing to do with it. Many of us get this wrong. We think differently than God does. We are called because of who we are and not for what we bring. We're called for who we are and not for what we bring. Most people don't think themselves into Christianity. Most sort of fall in love with Christ. You don't think yourself into Christianity, into being a Christian. If you do, you ain't going to get far. The greatest number of people who follow Christ is not because of what he said, 
but because of everything he is and stands for. Boy, is it warm there. Wow, that heat coming up from there. If you believe in and follow Jesus Christ, then you are in God's kingdom. And just like Jesus, you bring it into your world. So if we all follow Jesus Christ, we're in God's kingdom. And when we go somewhere, we're taking God's kingdom with us. To put ourselves right in the eyes of God, our repentance should be in turning toward God in faith and obedience and not just turning away from sin. We turn away from, we turn away from our sins, but we don't turn towards God. We just stop doing our sin, or we ask for forgiveness for that sin at that particular time. Then we do it later on, well, you know, human nature. I'm being spied by on by a lollipop. Whenever the gospel is preached, the reign of God draws near to those who hear, and many times it's calling for a decision. I think there's one thing that's always in my, within my sermon, are questions for you to think about and answer throughout your life. I have, I have questions. I'm still questioning, why in the world am I here? What was, what was the reason I was sent here? Besides leading, shepherding you, 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 these, these three churches through what we've gone through in the last year. Why? And I asked myself that question like, why am I here? Why am I in such a quiet atmosphere in Dunlow? Because nothing goes on in Dunlow. We know that, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't see you at the parade on Thursday when the, when the uh, garbage trucks went through town. Waving the American flag, garbage truck. That's the only thing that takes place in the... I'll say this on the, uh, on the internet. Pastor Randy Bain, the presiding elder, didn't get that at first. He had to think about that for a week or two. About, what's this about a parade and you're waving flags and the garbage? You're calling these people garbage? I said, no, I'm not calling them garbage. We go out on Thursday mornings when the garbage trucks come through because that's the only thing that takes place in Dunlow. It's garbage pickup when we wave our American flags and sing God bless America as, as the trucks go by. What truly keeps us from committing to following Jesus is the illusion that our real needs are physical, resulting in our self-centered concern for material security. When you hear Christ speak to you the words, follow me, are you willing to give up everything with only a moment to act? like these four disciples did. Two of them left their father in the boat. It's not even recorded that said, see you dad, bye dad, nothing. Follow me, and out of the boat they go, and they're gone. Poor old Zebedee. I wonder how he felt about, the, about that. Gee, this stranger comes across and, and, and says, follow me, and my two sons leave. They don't say anything. My business is, uh, and the longer you put it off, 
the more likely you're not to do it by accepting Christ. Just because you're here every Sunday, or most, most of the Sundays, doesn't mean that you've accepted Christ. If your life hasn't changed, uh, then you haven't accepted Christ. Because Christ will make sure that your life changes. Whether it's with a lollipop or not. We are like those two sets of brothers. Because we are fishers of people. You come here to hear the word and take it out into your world. And I can't say we're very good fisher of people. Because there hadn't been any new people here. I've been here for three years. Oh, there's one. Uh, Sheila Kaufman. Not Kaufman. Is that her last name? Sheila Kaufman from Jennerstown. She's coming. And uh, Frank, did we get the, the thing done? I, I ordered some for it on cards. Okay, okay. We're trying to get a certificate that has the, the, the logo on it and the, the, the Methodist church, not a United Methodist uh, a symbol. You cast your net in hopes to find something good. However, you need to go out into the waters to cast your nets. You can't catch anything by remaining in the safety of your harbor. This is our harbor. This is your harbor. We have to go out into the waters. Everything outside these doors uh, is the waters to cast our nets. When called by Christ, we all will have a moment to act then let us all take that moment to act. Because it may come again, it may not come again. You have no control over it. It's whether God wants to send to you the same decision that he asked you to make last week, last month, last year, last decade, in this case, last century. We could go back into the, to the, next, the next century. We need to respond to his words. And he's telling us to cast our nets and bring new people into this church. We need people. Every church needs people. New people. New life. Aha! New life. We need that. You just can't sit around and say, and, and, and not do anything, and say, why should I do anything? We have 25, 30 people in here every week. Why should I try to invite somebody to, uh, to come in? Well, because that, that 30 is going to dwindle down one day to 25, and then down to 20, and then down to 18. And before you know it, you're going to be down. Beaverdale's only 11 because four people have gone to Dunlow because it suits their schedule better. And 11 people have a hard time supporting money-wise, income-wise, the needs of the church. 
Now that may be a few years from now, or you know, five, ten years from now. But it's coming. It's ha it's going to happen unless we start bringing in new people. And it's not. It ain't my job. They've done surveys and they found out that one out of ten persons brought into the church is through the pastor. One ten percent. The other ninety percent is yuns. Only ten percent is from the from the pastor. Ninety percent is from the church. So we need to get out of that fallacy that, that well, I'll bring uh, that Reverend Bruce do it. He'll bring all the new members in. Ah, doesn't work that way. You have to do your job. So let us take our nets and go out there and, and try to find some new people to, uh, to join. I don't care if you have to capture them and hold them in their nets and bring them in. Just bring them in. Let them hear God's word all the time. Most, of, most if not all the time, 99.99% of the time, my sermons are based on the Bible. Based on the word, word of, of God. And they, they've been heavily researched by top uh, scholars in the in in the the, the Methodist uh, uh, religion. So I'm not I'm not giving you a lot of things that that I make up. I'm giving you a lot of things that I found through research of these topics from the famous uh, 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 scholars uh, to share to share with you. Hopefully to move you along. Everybody's looking. What's he going to do next? Well, let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, let us recognize that it isn't obedience that strengthens our faith. Our faith is strengthened by obedience. Let us all realize that our call to serve Christ is because of our own talents, is not because of our own talents. Let us use these talents by taking them out into the world so we can become fishers of people. When faced with our moment to act, let us not have to think about it, but in that moment, act. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our final hymn, Softly and Tenderly, Jesus is Calling, number 326, or the words are on the screen, and we'll pause before the last verse.
May we all, when the time comes, take the moment not to think but to act. Let not your heart be troubled, and may you be given the desires of your heart, and may all your plans succeed. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, go and earn your day. Let us now sing the last verse of our hymn.